Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 25 of the Dying Alive podcast. New with lower insurance rates. The Penguins go 4-1-2 in their last seven games and are certain to play the New York Islanders in the first round of the playoffs. How much do you hate them? We'll talk about all the things we hate about the New York Islanders. Uh, we'll talk about Robert Portuzo. Uh, get in a little bit to the uh, Penguins' final week. Episode 25. 25. Kevin Stevens. This is episode Kevin Stevens of the Dying Alive podcast. As always, Jesse Marshall joined by my good friends, or just friends, acquaintances, Pat Damp of the Pens blog. Hello, Patrick. <laughs> well, damn, that like really went downhill real quick. I know. I, did, I downgraded <laughs> you big time there. Uh, and you were bay. turns out you're just fam. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Mike Darnay of Pensburg, say hello, Michael. What's up? Well, I'll tell you what's up. The Penguins are going to play the New York Islanders in the first round of the playoffs. Yes, they are. I mean, let's be honest. Unless, you know, barring some kind of, you know, disastrous, unforeseen, um, you know, disaster somewhere else. Yeah, because, like, the only way they wouldn't is if Penguins won out, Washington lost out, or Columbus won out or whatever, and they're already on a five and five game win streak. Basically it's be a lot of winning and a lot of losing. It's basically just a decision for home ice at this point. Yeah. Which does that matter? Does anybody care about that? I don't think so. Not in this round, at least. No, because not, not against the Islanders. I, would I mean, this, it, it, go ahead. You, you go. It'll be really cool to see the first game, whether it be game one or game three at Nassau, because it's an older building. They have, when they want to, a rabid fan base, and we remember 2013 pretty fondly. So that place was rocking. Oh, were they are they set on playing there, not at Barclays? Yes. Yes, the first round is, is it. Okay, Nassau. that's cool. Or if you go to what, – what was it that Sportsnet said today, Pat, that they hadn't played uh, – did you see this, by the way? No, I didn't see this. They, okay, so uh, Sportsnet, I don't know who it was, uh, but Sportsnet did a segment, and I believe Todd McClellan was on it. And the segment was about how the Islanders haven't played a playoff series in Nassau since like 1997. And everybody was like baffled. Like what (laughs) are you out of your mind? How do you miss like one whole series in 2013? It wasn't that long ago. Um, Anyway, long story short, uh, I don't care where it starts because I can see starting in Pittsburgh, the Penguins winning the first two completely deflating the Islanders and then making easy work of them in New York or maybe splitting there and then closing it out at home. I could also see them going into New York and completely deflating them there and closing it out at home. So, I mean, it's really, <laughs> I, mean, I, I just, and I don't want to, you know, underscore, I mean, the Islanders have been really poor. So this is like Turkey on the table type stuff for the ones the way they worked out. Yeah. I mean, really it's a tale of two seasons. The Islanders who started, red hot and have come back to earth. And then you have the penguins who played, I don't even know how to describe their first three months. And finally, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's good. And, and finally seem to be playing the right way and things are going their way at the right time of year. Absolutely. And the, the biggest thing to me is, and I was I was talking about this with uh, with a coworker. Is the Penguins? I think have the ultimate X factor in the first round, at least, and I think that they have the better coach. If the Islanders throw a look at the Penguins in Game One that they don't expect, whatever the Penguins are running in Game Two will be the complete opposite of Game One because a guy like Mike Sullivan places winning above whatever system he believes in. So if he wants to open it up and completely bury a team that's not nearly as talented as the Penguins, or if he has to ratchet it up, he's going to do either or, because to him, all that matters at the end of the day is getting the win. All right, that's a bold take, and I'm going to tell you why. Why is that? The first is Mike Sullivan's lost one playoff series in his career, and it was to Barry Trotz. So I think that invalidates a lot of your argument. I was also... Oh, God. I was going to say, but how much of that series last year against Washington was burnout and luck? Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with how the Capitals played. I think the Capitals winning the Stanley Cup had a lot to do with the way that they played. I think that they executed a defense-heavy system for the first time successfully. It's no coincidence that that also happened to be the year that they won the Stanley Cup. And I think, and I think it, it, not to 
let's just to finish the thought. I do think that uh, hold on, skip. Hold on, skip. Uh, <laughs> to finish the thought, I do think that uh, I totally lost. Oh, the reason that the Islanders are in the position that they're in right now is solely because of him. Well, and a PDO that's through the goddamn roof was through the roof. Yeah, but the thing about PDO is the Islanders haven't benefited from both spectrums at the same time. So they've gotten good goaltending for stretches. They've shot the lights out for stretches, but it's never come together as a whole. So I don't, I mean, mean, that's like a cop-out argument, but I think there's some merit to that, that although they've peaked at certain points, they've also valued at others. I think right now they just suck. I think right now is like the truest version of them at its unluckiest point. (laughs) (laughs) Which Which is like, oh, that's like ripe for the picking. And, and I mean, I, I don't discount what you have to say about Trots and the Caps run last year. It, it's it, we saw it play out as as it did. I just I think we because of who the Caps were in their history, we kind of overinflate it because they tried to do that shit under Adam Oates. They tried to be the you know oh yeah we have the horses on offense but we're gonna play defense and it was a fucking disaster. No. and go ahead. I would say, and obviously Trotz is a better coach than Adam Oates, but uh, I, I just I think that they got the bounces that year. I mean, you look at so many of the previous years for the Capitals; they just they never got the bounces they needed. It, they never got that one. You know, the thing I always point to is Game Six of the series last year. Tom Kunakel throws a shot off the half wall that hits a crossbar. And years passed for the Penguins. That goes in. Right. But don't also discount the fact that the Penguins played right into the Capitals' hands systematically as well. I mean, they, they did themselves absolutely no favors from a systematic standpoint. The Capitals routinely put, you know, three players at the defensive blue line and they kept running headfirst into it. So, I mean, a lot of the mistakes that they made were tied to that. So, you know, to get good luck... Uh, sometimes you have to have the opportunity, and I think the Penguins presented plenty of opportunity for the Capitals to cash in. Now, yeah. there was a there was a second point that I was inclined to disagree with, but I've since talked myself out of, and that was that <laughs> historically speaking, and I think this goes all the way back to 2010. You know, a Crosby Malkin team. Um, I'll throw Latang's name in there too, and whatever other complement of the you know offensive talent they have, uh, albeit. You know, a potential forty goal, Jake Gensel and Phil Kessel is a game changer. But anyway, that that type of team, the Penguins type of team, has traditionally been beaten by teams who sell out defensively. Uh, Montreal in twenty ten, Washington last year. You know, you point to circumstances where the Penguins have lost to that system. Um, now, to be fair, they also beat the one three one twice in route to winning the Stanley Cup. So maybe I should shut up. Well, what I was going to ask was, what do you think? So, so obviously Barry Trotz put together a blueprint on how to beat the Penguins. How do you think this New York Islanders team, as constructed, is potentially capable of executing that game plan compared to the obviously the skill and talent level of a Cup-winning Capitals team? Well, I don't know that there's one. <laughs> in this circumstance. Yeah, and, and I think the the key word in what you said, Mike, is talent level. Because essentially, you know, the, the Cliff Notes version of the Caps with Trots last year was hang back, wait for our chances, and then capitalize on the chances. Because when you have Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, that kind of roster – you have the horses to capitalize. You look at and just to paint another picture from that, Pat, because you're hundred percent right, but also four check aggressively. Don't discount that part. Cause although it was like a two, three, the front two were really up there. They were pressing. Oh, the yeah. play. So like, yeah. it, it's not like a 1993 New Jersey devils, like just absolute dong fest. <laughs> 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 I think I have a title. Gotta go. Gotta go. That's it. Yeah, we've peaked. Thank you guys for listening to Dying Alive. It was fun. It was 25 episode run. We appreciate it. We're done.
Anyway, about the absolute dong fest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) But the point I was building up to was that with a team and a roster like the Islanders have, it's going to be a slog. They're going to slow it down. They're going to play defensive hockey and look for ways to capitalize. And I don't think they have, outside of Matthew Barzal, the people who can really do it. Yeah, and that and that's kind of what I was getting at. It was a question, but more, more of a way to get back to what I was saying. <coughs> was it rhetorical, Mike? I guess, yeah. I yeah. couldn't think of the word. Thank you. Um, was that I think what the Islanders did through the midway point or three-quarter point or whatever you want to say is probably the best Barry Trotz could get out of that team. Sure. And additionally, I think that the area that the Penguins are most vulnerable in is obviously with special teams units. Um, the Islanders' power play is horrible. There, there's like 12 guys on the Islanders roster who are basically made-up names. And Valtteri oh, Sopula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's guys that uh, you get on your roster when you're in like year seven of be a GM. Like who, the, like who the fuck is Scott Mayfield? And they gave him like a five-year deal. Oh, speaking of deals, um, what is Arizona doing? Seven years for Nick Schmaltz? It's a lot of years. Yeah, the way the way the contract's structured, though, they don't pay out a lot of cash in the first few, um, and he has no trade or limited trade in the last three. So basically, they'll trade him where he wants to in four years. Counterpoint: He's got fourteen points this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean they need to reach a cap floor every year, so they got to find ways. I hope they make the playoffs. I do too, because I like Rick Tockett and. I think there's a handful of good things they've done, but like that was one of the first times under this new management they have new ish with Chaika that I was like, what the, what are you doing? I'd rather them personally, I'd rather them reach the cap floor this way instead of trading for Chris Pronger and Pavel Datsu's contracts. Fair. That's <clears throat> fair. Stern, but fair. Stern, stern yeah, but I'm, fair. I'm kind of grumpy today. Sorry. You are Mike. Mike logged on and right, busy. Right. I'm gonna gonna relax. Gonna relax. All right. Hey, you got that Apple Watch? Hit the breather. I haven't heard a single clink ice in this damn show. Well, there it's we he's go. got the crushed ice. We don't really have not a lot of clinking with the crushed ice. Not a lot of clinking. <laughs> I have a plastic plastic cup. So, um, just to recap, we were recording a show uh, the last time uh, it was the Penguins playing the Rangers. Um, they ended up winning that game five two. You know, they lose the Nashville game you know, three to one, which is like the one regulation blemish out of the last seven games. But I feel like they didn't particularly play poorly against Nashville. I think Pecorine just like did, it was opposite day and he uh, played yeah. well in Pittsburgh. Um, the, the Carolina win, however, very thorough, very thorough. That, that was a good performance against the playoff team. I was particularly pleased by the start to the game that they were ready to go. For both, really. I yeah, mean, yeah. They, they they put 20-some shots on the net in the first period against Nashville. And it, it's a cliche, and I've said it on this podcast a couple times. There's nights you just got to tip your hat, and the goalie has himself a night. And Pecorine finally decided that PPG Paints wasn't going to be his house of horror, and he shut it down. Yeah, And the same goes for Carolina. They, they knew they were playing a team, chasing them in the standings, and... They came out of the gate ready to go, and really, ex- with a, with the exception of a couple pockets here and there throughout the game, they controlled the vast majority of that game. There was the opportunity for the Rangers game to be a huge disappointment uh, with that you know initial deficit, um, but I thought with that being kind of a trap game, I guess quote unquote, you, you got to be happy with the comeback there. Yeah, yeah, and I think. Um... I, I know I've used this phrase before, but it's always refreshing to see a team like the Penguins quote-unquote kick the shit out of a team they should kick the shit out of. You're talking about a team who's in a rebuild, who is openly saying they're in a rebuild at the end of the year, who who basically are looking to lose games. 
I know the players aren't looking to lose, but the team's not going to be unhappy if they lose. Um, those are games you need to win when you're in the position the Penguins are in. Speaking of the week ahead, uh, the exactly, exactly. <laughs> the, Peng- uh, the Penguins have uh, a home and home uh, Tuesday, Thursday with Detroit. Now, I will say they have won five games in a row. So they're, they're feeling they're anti tanking. They're anti tanking. Feeling pretty good about themselves, uh, but the Penguins should win those games. Yeah. Yeah, they should. I, I mean, we also got to shout out for Detroit the fact that their younger guys are starting to catch and catch a groove and find their find their niche in the NHL. And granted, there's still a ways to go for Detroit in rebuilding and get themselves back up into playoff contention type team. But there's positive signs for them that guys like Larkin and a couple others are really showing up late in the season and something that you can look at as an organization and say, okay, these are the guys we need to build around. These are the guys that that uh, had a positive ends to the year, and we need to make sure that they continue that into the next couple years. Yeah. Um, by the way, by, by the time we record our next show, likely, if, unless we do so, so it's Saturday, I believe, is the end of the regular season, right? Correct. Yep. Ooh, doggy. We're getting there. I have the, last, a sudden, the last two months kind of came up quickly. He did. And I've gotten that sudden urge to drink at 7 o'clock <laughs> every day. Yeah, sun's still yeah. up. Sun, sun's still up. Was you get, off, you get minute. off work. You start cruising home with the windows down because it's like 71 degrees outside. Yeah. Not in the morning, though. Feels like, feels like playoff weather. Your windshield. Feels like playoff weather on your way home. You might. Feels like feels like the kind of weather where I know I'm going to get screenshots of weather forecasts from Mike Darnay asking me to golf. It's true. Um, I'll also mention that uh, I think we're through third winter. I hope so. I think we're like in the in the very end of it. Yeah, no, like it, we're, we're in a tough spot right now because like you said about not in the morning, I was going to try to golf tomorrow, but it's going to be 31 degrees in the morning, but by 1 o'clock it'll be 55 Got to tee off it at eleven. Can't can't do it. Got to work in the afternoon. Sucks to be you. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Mike, I'll take your afternoon over my three to midnight, man. Uh, got to talk about Evgeny Malkin's hot takes on uh, Robert Bortuzzo. Oh, by the way, before we move on, um, based uh, from Hockey Viz, as of four one, uh, that percentage to play the Islanders is at seventy five percent. So pretty much at this point. Uh, a foregone conclusion, as we said. Uh, but yep. Malkin, so so oh. get, so get on YouTube, watch the 2010 brawls. Yeah, watch the 2013 series. Yep. Get watch those fun. idiots. Watch those idiots booing Tavares and just go back start to '93. No, no, that didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't exist. It's time to open that wound, Pat. We got to get I you can't. in playoff mode. I don't – I'm not ready for David fucking Volek right David now. Volek. By the way, Islanders lost 2-1 to Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Got to be bad when you lose to Toronto. Oh, you know who had the winning goal for that game? <laughs> John Tavares? Yes, and you know what that game did for Toronto? Clinched a playoff berth. Yes, it did. And, and that loss, if anything, will help the Penguins get home ice. You know, I'm watching Winnipeg and Chicago because I've really gotten sucked into this narrative that the Jets suck because of their, you know, not a very good expected goals report. Well, aren't, actually, aren't they in, they're horrible. Aren't they in first place? Yeah, but their uh, their shooting percentage is is wild, and they're the, like literally the worst possession team in the league, or expected goals, one of the two. Uh, but I just wanted to get a little quick peek, and I think I'm going to watch McDavid against the Golden Knights tonight. Which that's another first round matchup that set Golden Knights and Sharks. Last that, that year, one, I predicted the Sharks would win that series in five games. Everybody picked against Vegas, so yeah. don't feel bad. Yeah, I did um, it repeatedly, though. That's embarrassing. Um, well, you, you got it right on the fourth try. I guess it did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, here's what Malkin had to say on Bortuzzo. Quote, I'm not surprised because he always plays like this he's played here so he can't fight 
He can't like block a shot. He's not a goal scoring defenseman. He's like tough defenseman. I'm surprised because I did not see him. He like cross checked into my side. He basically ripped apart his entire game. Yeah. He ethered him. I mean, there's nothing to add. Like, just oh, Kenny oh, Malkin just and going for throats. The only thing missing from this quote was he added, I hope I see him in the final. Yeah, I, that was a nice little touch at the end. You don't want to run yeah. from it, you know? One person you don't Own want to it. piss off of Kenny Malkin. One could also make the argument that it's not wise to make Robert Bortuzzo angry when he's got a couple inches on you in height and reach. And about two steps slower than you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm different. I like that he called it out. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. And I mean, part of it is because we get like one or two candid Malkin moments a month. And this was to fill the quota and it was perfect. And because I really think like there's something to be said for players calling out other players when they do dirty shit. I mean, we always get the mealy mouth like, oh, you know, it's uh, it's a tough sport and, uh, you know, sometimes these things happen and it's a fast game. No, the, the shit Bortuzzo did was dirty. Like, period, end of story. There's battling in front of the net and then there's doing something that's a deliberate... Uh, a deliberate act to try to injure a player, and that's what Bortuzzo did. Yeah, and I would say if if you're not going to go the route he went here by calling it out in this manner, the next the only other thing you could do is say, "I'm sorry, who is that? I don't know who that is." <laughs> that one always stings, but it's just you need more shit like that. You need more guys who are going to come out and call it out rather than you know look into some archaic code or. I have to, you know, not say anything bad to a reporter because it might get looked down upon. No, fuck that. Like, he made a dirty play. I'm going to call him out for making a dirty play. Yeah. Who, who was it back in, like, 07 that said, I don't, who, like, made the comment about Sidney Crosby, I don't even know who he is. Oh. Alexander Seven. Was it? Or no, Semin did the Semin did the thing where he downplayed how good Sid was. Where he was like, "Oh, I don't know if he's the best player. Like he's good, and like he just kind of downplayed how good Sid is." I can't think of who. If you're after you listen to this, if you know who it is, tweet us. Yeah, I just cannot remember because I can't think of it right now. Now I know that there was like I remember the Semin moment, but I think this is like separate from that. Anyway, um, long story short, we'll move on uh, around the rest of the National Hockey League real quick. Tim Peel is retiring. Can we give it up? Thank God. Pour one out. Don't pour one out, actually. Or, as Peep said, smash an egg. <laughs> oh, egg, egg boy. Um, Alex- or, uh, or if you're Greg Wyshynski, go get more beers with him. Yeah, that reference got dropped a lot today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I saw a lot of that. I had to go play catch-up. I couldn't remember it at first. Which I like. I like Wyshynski. I like him a lot. <clears throat> that, that was just – that was funny as hell how the league got mad at – got mad at Wyshynski because he went and – he accepted Tim Peel's invitation to go get beers and then Tim Peel tweeted out a picture of them getting beers and that was somehow Wyshynski's fault. Yeah. The fact of the matter is Tim Peel sucks. Oh, yeah, garbage, but it's just that's so NHL, right? Like, okay, so this guy fucked up. We're going to blame it on the other guy. Wait, what? Alex Ovechkin hits the 50-goal mark again. Again. Like clockwork, man. I think he can catch Gretzky. I read some convincing arguments for that today, and then I also – read some non-convincing arguments, primarily from Stephen Birch, um, who I really respect. I know Stephen rubs a lot of people the wrong way. He's very direct in his approach. He's not a very emotional guy. Mike's throwing stuff. <laughs> if, you've, anyway. if, you, if, you've, uh, if you've been Birched, you know it. Yeah. Anyway, he convinced me that it, it can't be done. 
But I, I, don't know I, I haven't seen the arguments for or against, but my reasoning for would be the guy's missed like three games in his career. Yeah. Yeah, that's the crazy part about it. He's he he hasn't missed a lot of time, and you can set your watch to fifty goals for him. Mm. It, it's it, yeah until sunrise. until until there's a reason until I see a reason to think he's going to slow down, I'll believe otherwise. Which I also want to bring this up. I saw a couple people argue not arguing, but kind of bringing this up that well, a bunch of his goals are from that that one spot on the power play. A, they still count. Like, they're not, there's no asterisk. There's no half point. There's no, it doesn't count. Empty net goals are still goals. And B, yeah, it's been 12 years, 13 years. No one can stop it still. Like, you're, well, it's also changed. It's evolved. I mean, it's not the same as it was, you know, in year one or year eight. You know, it's, uh, he's changed it up. He, he has, but he still has that lethal one-timer from the half wall. And the fact that he still has that lethal one-timer from the half wall, like, it, even if he doesn't catch Gretzky, to me, he is still the greatest goal, pure goal scorer in hockey history. Yeah. Well, and, and I'll, tell, I'll, I'll say this for the Capitals, too, and I think this has been consistent throughout the tenure of any coach you know, almost very similar to how the Penguins power play, you know, it's kind of just been the same for a really long time. You know, with the Capitals, they they do well to put you in a position where if you primarily just go out there to take away Ovechkin, you have to give up somewhere else. Yeah. Um, they can hit you from the slot. TJ Oshie's sitting in there waiting, you know, Backstrom from the half wall. Um, it all yeah. works. It's like if you want to if you want to completely shut him down, you're either going to have a four on three or a four on two somewhere else. People always say, well, why don't you just, you know, uh, why don't you just go stand by him? I'm like, well, you can do that. And TJ Ocean, wide ocean, yeah. you know, wide wide ocean, Danny Ocean, TJ Ocean, <laughs> wide open in the slot. TJ Ocean, TJ Ocean works because he's the kind of salty guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I am going to um, log offline now, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not taking it back. So, uh, as you said, uh, Rangers uh, close it out on Saturday, uh, and then Red Wings Tuesday, Thursday. These are going to be games where you just, like, mull over the fundamentals of hockey and, like, just pray for the playoffs and no injuries. Yeah, it's no injuries. Just please go in feeling good, go in on a good note. I don't even care what happens as far as the results anymore. <clears throat> yeah, it's like, just just finish strong in yeah. some manner and – it always cracks me up when, so, I, did the Penguins finish Rangers at home on Saturday? I'm pulling it up. Because what I was going to say, it always cracks me They're up. They're at home, yeah. Okay. It They're always, on the road tomorrow in Detroit, and then at home the final two. Okay, what I was going to say cracks me up is when the Penguins' last game of the season isn't at home but they have their fan appreciation night at home and they lose. And then people are waiting for the jerseys to be given out and everything's all somber because they lost. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember years ago, probably three, four years ago, maybe five when the, uh, they did the Jersey night and televised that there was this old woman that got, uh, Sidney Crosby's Jersey and like gave him a little butt tap. I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So fun fact, um, uh, shout out my friend Michelle. Um, she in the Milan Arena days had season tickets, and she when she couldn't go to games, she used to give me her seat, and it was an E, um, kind of like a fixed in between the blue line and the red line where the Penguins shoot twice. Um, so it was kind of like center ice almost. But she'd always I'd always get the tickets off her, and that woman uh, with the butt tap um, I sat next to at like tons of really important moments like sat next to her game six or five, whatever it was, or four, four against the Flyers in 08. Um, Detroit, I was there when we lost to Detroit with her. Uh, she's just the best. Like, had season tickets since, like, 79. So, like, seeing her in that jersey thing always makes me think fondly of the event um, because I remember those, like, oh, like, way to go, Nancy. Anyway, legend. whole story. A legend in her own right. 
drop those beats. Not a lot start. of shuffling tonight either. Not where, a lot of ice. Where to start? Not a lot of shuffling. I'm 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 quiet tonight. What can I say? All right. Uh, let's see. Casey asks, "What's weirder, pineapple on pizza or ketchup in eggs slash mac and cheese?" Oh my god! Pineapple. Well, I got some news here, Casey. Ketchup on scrambled eggs is delicious. I'm sorry. I won't have none of that. You're outnumbered here, pal. I mean, that's fine. I'm still going to give my opinion. I'm still going to take pineapple and pizza, first so, of all. So where do you where do you land on scrambled egg toppings? Hot sauce? Cheese. Cheese? Just cheese? Yeah. No condiments? I go all, I go all three. No, cheese, hot, hot sauce, sauce, ketchup. Hot, yeah, that's what I do. I go cheese, cheesy eggs with hot sauce. That's fair. Uh, follow-up question from a different person. Jeremy asked, what's the most overrated food condiment? Mustard. So stupid. I hate it. Mayonnaise. Yep, I'm with Mike. It's Mayonnaise. terrible. I, 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 I'll say this. Here's the thing. I'm not going to disagree with you guys. I will say, sometimes a burger is just right with mayonnaise. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I, I, I'll, nope. I'll, I'll take that to the grave. If you give me a burger with bacon, lettuce, tomato... Mayonnaise, ketchup, even a, maybe pickles from Field Saucy, and I mean like a homemade burger, mayo. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna die if I don't have mayo. Well, to be honest with you, it, it sometimes enhances the experience. I like mayo on a burger, but it's got to be a, it's got to be part of the, pl- it's got to be part of the band. It can't just be the, it can't be the solo artist. I agree with that 100. percent Nobody's making a burger and just putting mayo on it. If you are, you're a sociopath. That's fine. Oh. Uh, Ian asks, "What's the most yinzer thing you do on a regular basis? Does living oh. count?" <laughs> <laughs> I I tweeted about this the other day. It's the, and I know it's probably not something that happens just in Pittsburgh, but it's my lived experience. It's giving directions based on shit that isn't there anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I do that a lot. That's actually that really a good. Now, yeah, if, you, if, you, about. If, if you see the old Pizza Hut, make a left after it. Or, especially, buildings that have been torn down long ago, like, make a left where where the pharmacy used to be. And, and people know what you're talking about. For me, because I grew up in Penn Hills, the two big landmarks that you always would go with that weren't around were uh, the old Pizza Hut and then the old Foodland. Yeah, oh, Foodland. Yeah. Shout out to Foodland. <laughs> the food land the food land in Ambridge has been gone for a long time but people still reference where it used to be that's what a high I mean yeah frequency. um I'll say I'll say what I eat so like and I'll give you an example right so like I love my grandmother used to make it all the time and this is like such a thing like my grandfather worked at JNL Steel so in Aliquippa shouts out Beaver County and my grandmother would make cream of mushroom soup with chip beef and then put it on toast and that's what they ate that was like his quick like like mill meal and it was like called shit on a shingle i fucking yeah. love i love yeah, i know that. that i know that term so i love shit on a shingle i love it like <laughs> yeah. and i'll go down the, i'll go down the maples in ambridge and get a hot roast beef it's hot roast beef and potato mashed potatoes simplest meal in the world but damn it that roast beef is so good and they put it on two slices of plain ass white bread <laughs> it's like I die for that man. I'll die for it. So I just think I'm a Yinzer eater. Yeah, sh- shit on the shingle is something very Yinzer. Like take me to Pierogi's Plus when I die. Just throw my corpse through the front door. <laughs> <laughs> drive me down the rocks. Drive me down the rocks. Take me to Pierogi's Plus. Open the door and just toss me in and be like, here, leave him there. I'll be like Green Boot Man on Mount Everest. <laughs> another another good one that. I think all of us do. Shots out Pierogi Plus, by the way. <laughs> that that I didn't realize until I spent a few months in New York is we put an S at the end of everything. Oh, my God. Everything is like, plural. Like the giant the, eagles. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the, the grocery the... store. The grocery store by my apartment when I lived up there, the name was Hannaford. 
I would always say Hanford's. <laughs> Do you know why, Pat? I'll tell you why. You don't realize this, but it's a subconscious thing because Steelers is plural. Well, I think it's that, and we always put they possession put on stuff despite the there is has no the possession. It's like, no, that food land is fucking ours. It's food lands. Yeah. Exactly. See, I never heard it with food land. Food oh, land have. was always singular. But however, Kmart's was always plural. Kmart's. Yeah. It's like we own that shit. Um, the one the one that we have at the What's another good one? Um, the one Aldi's. All, well, yeah, but it's actually called Aldi's. <laughs> no, it's not. It's Aldi's. <laughs> Is it? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes, it's Wow, Aldi. that's how much I, I literally convinced that it was Aldi's. Holy shit, that blew my mind. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see. We have a very specific question here. Um, this is from oh Matt Cause. Wait, can I ask another? Can I ask another? <laughs> I just, Car- carry on, please. This, this, is, this, this topic's great. This is very Western Pennsylvania, but like, <laughs> did you guys when you were younger and like, because we're both from like, I'm West, like I'm Beaver County, like Pat's got to Penn Hills covered, and like Mike, you're like, <laughs> like, you're Valley, like Allegheny County, Mon Valley. Yeah, yep. you're representing like the wrong turn of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Shut the, what the what the fuck. <laughs> Unnecessary. <laughs> Did when you were growing up, to, when you were insulting someone as a kid, did you say to them, "You got that outfit from Gabe's"? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you, I, did that, I don't think I ever did because I got a lot of outfits at Gabe's. But was that uh, like an insult for you, Pat, and Penn Hill? Because, because <laughs> it would. <laughs> It would always be sports specific. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody like a Steelers, Pirates, or Penguins gear that wasn't like from the earth. Yeah, it wasn't licensed. It wasn't licensed <laughs> gear. You know, so that they couldn't use like the official team fonts. You know, nice Betis jersey. You get that from games. Yeah, did you get that from games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nothing like nothing like poor shaming as a kid. <laughs> yeah, like I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, oh my god, we were all. I mean. Nice jersey, you get it from Gabe's. Oh yeah, Pat, where's yours? I don't have one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I made this with a pen. I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna protest the rest of this segment until I find out what my area did to you. Oh, <laughs> Just kidding. The reason I say that is because, like, being from where I grew up, like, it's like it's like a fucking hike to get to here from there. Oh God, I've only been there once. <laughs> well, well, the thing, the thing is, okay. I'm sorry to everybody else that has questions, but this segment's gonna take a while. Yeah, like, yeah and I'm sorry is, if you're not from Pittsburgh. <laughs> and the, the the thing I was gonna say on that is, growing up, I thought going to any other side of the city was like going to fucking Florida. It'd be like, oh, we're not going there. That's that's a whole trip. And now I'm an adult. I'm like, it's 15 minutes away. Yeah, yeah if you, if you like, had to cross a river to get there, you're like, oh fuck. And then if you had to cross two, oh. Well, and the thing is, for me to get, for me to get from where I am to Ambridge, I have to cross like three rivers. You have to go all three. You have I to have to cross some of them a couple times. I was gonna say you have to go across the the. Mon. I have to cross the Mon twice. I have to cross the Allegheny. At least I have to once. cross at least cross the confluence, cross the Allegheny, cross and the you're Ohio, probably going maybe once or twice. Yeah, yeah you that's can what I mean. To go so it's the like Ohio. it's like it's not that far away, but the means to getting there, it's a it's it feels like an adventure. No, you're 100 percent right, oh. and that's so funny because we like anytime somebody asks any of us where we're from, what would we say? Pittsburgh. Yes. And we're all, all like talking about like uh, like a really large mile radius. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're basically talking about a tri-state area. I'm adopted though to, to uh, a Pittsburgh voting address. Shouts out craft and Ingram. That's where I, that's where I, that's where I became an adult. Yeah. And got a job that uh, sucked the life right out of me. Anyway, do we have time for any more? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> we're only about the 40 minute mark. We got some time. We're talking uh, about Brogies Plus. Okay. Got a specific question from Matt Cause. Favorite baseball, hockey, or football card set? And he wants a year and manufacturer. He he mentions 1987 Tops baseball, which if he's given 1987 Tops baseball, I'm I love you, Matt, but you're old. 
I don't have any like I don't have a specific year, but I was always big on upper deck for hockey cards. Yeah, I mean, I I I went to a Pirates game as a kid, and I remember getting a cust like they gave you a set of um, what's the company that began with the letter D? Oh, it was like um, a ripoff company. It was like low grade. Anyway, yeah, I, I know what you're talking and about. They gave you like a set of pirates trading cards. Um, I had braces as a kid, and this one pirates pitcher was like, uh, was it Stan Belinda had braces? I don't know. Anyway, you're get, you're get, my, your I never got that was the only that cards I ever had as a kid. Long story short, I didn't collect shit. I didn't was, collect anything. Was as the a kid. company Bowman? That might have been it. That it's now been. now owned by Tops. Huh. Fun fact. Got bought out. No, but um, I always did, I always did the upper deck ones for hockey because they always had like the really good action shots. I was always um, I don't even know what company it was, but I was a fan of the might have been more than one stick of gum in the baseball cards, even though it was always stale as shit, hard as a rock. Yeah, yeah, ugh, that powdered sugar <laughs> coating. Um, that was literally how you like between that and video games. That was the only way you were like able to keep track of stats. Yeah, like you'd flip it over, it would have like the past three years of stats on it. There was there was one company, it might have been Tops, that they would put a weird set of stats on the back for players to where it would show you points they had against every team rather than points they had in their career. I used to hate that. So like <laughs> I, like I would seem like oh that guy was a penguin and then like after like four or five cards I'd be like no he wasn't he just played against the penguin yeah it pissed me off as a kid I just that wasn't giving me the information I wanted <laughs> I can't analyze this properly <laughs> anyway uh, Morgan asks if Phil Kessel was a dinosaur what would he be Velociraptor Brontosaurus that's not a threatening animal bat that's not a point per game dinosaur I'm with Jesse. <laughs> It might be a point per game one, but you aren't threatened by it other than the fact that it can score. It's got a, the dinosaur has to personify Phil Kessel and his ability to score. You know what? G- give your answer. I got to see if I'm thinking of the right one. Not a big dinosaur guy over here. Okay, weirdo. <laughs> uh, Steelers in that asks, is Connor McDavid currently dying alive in Edmonton more than Yarmer Yager was in Pittsburgh? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yep. Equal, and, and equal the, if not more. Stupid Tobias and, reader. And the fa- <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't score and 12 the goals. That, and the fact that it's a salary cap era. Like, at least what Yager, at least Yager's gripe was that there were teams that could pay him more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. how long? Till, how long till he's out of there? Nah, man. In for I, I give it. I, I give it four or five years. Yeah, I'm saying long enough. Uh, Mark asks, favorite field trip you ever took while in school? Kennywood, Disneyland, Gettysburg. All right. God, did your Did your school really suck? Uh, no, the fact, well, I mean, I did take a field trip to, uh, Myrtle beach one year for, uh, shit. I can't remember what it was, but every year yeah. the school picnic, Kennywood was dope. Oh, well, yeah. no, no, like there, there was the school picnic, but there was one class I was in where we would get to go early before Kennywood opened up. <laughs> That's more acceptable. Uh, let's see. Jen proper fat level in milk. Fat free, baby. Fat free. Two percent. You go skim milk, Mike? Skim milk only. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't drink milk other than putting it in my coffee. You should just pour water on your cereal. You should. I don't eat cereal. Whatever, carb water. (laughs) What's your answer? I'm heated right now. I said two percent. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, hear I heard. I heard no, Jesse two percent. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm outnumbered here. I'll say. Uh, Taylor asks, "What are the best and worst Easter candies?" Oh, Reese's eggs are just bomb.com. Cadbury yeah. eggs too. Let me tell you something about Cadbury eggs. Okay. 
I went to the store. This, aren't I? I went no, I went to the store the other day, and they're now selling Cadbury eggs that are just filled with like liquid caramel, and that's too much. Yeah, no, I like no, the regular. I like the regular ones. Yeah, the regular ones is just cavity inducing. Not a fan of the chocolate filled ones. Yeah, me either. I like Reese's classic egg, Reese's, egg. Reese's eggs are elite. Cadbury eggs are garbage. Where do we land on worst, Jesse? I think peeps are fucking trash. Peeps are peeps garbage. Suck. Get your peeps out of my face. Peep. What else? <laughs> <laughs> Other Easter candies. I mean, jelly beans are fine. I love jelly beans. Starburst jelly beans. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Agreed. Yeah. Um, Jay asks, any extra click? Also, wait, shouts out to that gum that's eggs that comes in an egg oh. carton. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really good. I haven't seen that since like 1997. Somebody yeah. finds me that. That stuff's in. good though. That yeah. stuff's good. It's so good. And right. and and you got to like take all 12 pieces and eat them at the same time. Yeah. Oh, 100%. What we got from Jay? Uh, any extracurricular activities at school that weren't sports? Oh god, I'm going to embarrass myself, aren't I? Well, I was editor in chief of the newspaper senior year. That's fine. I was in choir. That's fine. I was in drama club. Whatever. And I was in musical. Whatever. I'm indifferent. I didn't really do much because I went to a very small private school. We didn't really have anything. Um, I was in band. In Ambridge, there were like 475 kids in the band. That's a big fucking band. Yeah. Gigantic. Everybody was in band. They were on the what field, did you, too. What, what did you play? Trombone. How'd that work out for you? Um, I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I said that. I probably still play it if I tried. I mean, it was good because ta- I'll tell you what was good. Like, it taught me how to play the bass clef. So did you um, – were you in the marching band or just the band? Yeah, all of the above. Like, everybody did everything. 400 people was a big marching band. That's how I started playing roller hockey, to be honest with you. Was- did you did you march in the Fall Fantasy Parades at Kennywood? Yeah. That's yeah. sweet. They did the Rose Bowl the year after I uh, graduated. Oh, man. You that was one have- class away I should have failed. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Okay, got that's one more question. That's how I got to Disneyland, anyway, to answer the aforementioned oh, question. There, there's a tie-in. Uh, last question is from Kevin Reuter. Favorite fan theory for the final season of Game of Thrones. He has a theory he presents if you'd like me to offer that first. Is it some bullshit with Bran and the Night King? It is not. I'll, I'm willing to entertain it. His his favorite theory. Spoiler alerts in case. You're <laughs> yeah, if you haven't watched it, turn off now. Thanks for listening this week. We'll talk to you next week. His theory he presents is John turns White Walker and kills Daenerys. That's bold. That's a real bold one, and I would not put that past Game of Thrones. I wouldn't put anything past them. I haven't really thought about it enough to present a theory. I know it's a cop-out, but I'm... I... I'm going to go with Cersei either is not pregnant or is pregnant with Euron's child. I like the latter there. I'm still convinced that she is faking it. I actually, I think both of those are fair theories. Let me just throw this out there right now. Jamie, live or die. Die. Live. Okay. Uh, When does, when does the first episode come on? Not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Okay. Next week, next week I have a, um, I guess it's like a. Ooh, you know what we should do? We should do a draft. We could do oh. Johnny Depp draft. Yes, we could do that. I'm so in on that. But also, what I have is there was somebody, and I can't remember who had it. They posted a like printable sheet has like 14 questions to fill out with yes, no, fill in the blank, whatever. Yes, I've heard of this. Um, I'll we'll find who it we is. Have to fill one out. Correct. We should also do one for the NHL playoffs. Yeah. I figured that was a, yeah. that was a given. Um, my fan theory is that it they go full Sons of Anarchy and everybody dies. 
Everybody. The White Walkers just run it. That'd be so lame. Night King on the Iron. That'd be so lame, but I... I'll tell you the thing, the only thing that would piss me off more than that, Pat, is that Varys ends up on the on the Iron Throne. That just if, Var- if Varys ends up on the throne, I oh man, it'll be the angriest I've been in a. Although uh, she did say that they were they were going to die there, so yeah. So What's so Kevin's name? follow up was his follow up was what major characters are left standing at the end? I guess we can kind of cross that bridge next week. I'll find that thing. Tomorrow. I'm rider. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm rider. Die with Tormund. Tormund dies. I don't know that I can recover. If if Tormund dies, I, I die. <laughs> I know it's cliche, but man, like, I love Jon Snow. I, I really do. Yeah. I can't find no fault with the man. I can't either. And uh, I'm so excited, man. I can't wait. Chances are I'm going to be working. I, I'm also, so, uh, next, so, 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 so are we going to draft deaths next week? Yeah, we'll draft deaths next week. Okay, and I'll find that print out during the week we have to we come up with one we'll, we'll come up with a scoring system for it i saw one online i saw it on the internets I on the interwebs anyway uh that's tune episode in, 25 for the uh game of thrones podcast we might talk about the nhl playoffs as well maybe um maybe maybe we'll find a guest too we should have an islanders guest on i don't know we'll think about it can we find a guest who wants to talk about game of thrones might fire mike <laughs> Hey, by all means. <laughs> and there go the papers. And here comes Vine of the Week. Iridocyclitis. <laughs> I R 